Hey guys, welcome to But First Coffee. With me, I have Sean. Hey everyone. And Robin. Hey there. Today our topic of conversation is going to be obesity. Um, what inspired me to bring about this topic is about a year ago, um, it was hot in the news. There was this um, model named Tess Holiday, and she was representing um, oversized women in the modeling world. And she was featured on the Cosmo magazine for UK. And for some reason, this brought about so much controversy that an oversized woman was on the front cover of a magazine for the first time. Um, you have all these really skinny women that are always on the magazine covers, and it's never um, sparked so much controversy because that's our mindset. But for some reason, this brought upon a lot of debate, and I wanted to talk about the obes obesity situation we have, not only in this country, but around the world and especially in Western countries from both a health perspective and a body image perspective. Um, so I'm going to get my friends to weigh in on the health perspective. What do you guys think? Um, it's an it's a major issue. I think it's the number one like um, health epidemic in America right now. So what do you guys think about that from a health perspective? Um, I think from a health perspective, it is the number one epidemic that we have right now. Um, we have, you know, before it was kind of like heart disease, but now obesity, obesity has become the number one issue and, uh, the vast majority of Americans are facing that issue. Um, and from a health perspective, obesity is linked to diabetes. It's linked to sleeping disorders, injuries, depression, as well as heart disease. So it is the compounding issue that I think affects American society right now. Robin? Um, I, I mean, obesity is not a good thing. It's uh, definitely a problem in this country. And I don't think uh, putting it on the cover is honestly the best idea because it does lead to an acceptance of it and as uh, Sean just said, it has a lot of negative uh, issues that come with it. And it's something that we should be trying to avoid and not promote in a positive way because it's not a positive thing. Over the long term, it can result in many detrimental uh, effects, not only just to the, the person, but to our society in general. And we're continuing to see the side effects of this. And it's getting worse not better but don't you think that well, i guess where i'm coming from is telling people how to live their lives because once you it it is not a good thing there's so many health issues that come with obesity we know that like so many but telling an individual how to live their lives what to eat what not to eat what to do how to work out do you think we have that right to tell society and other people what to do um, because you're going to do it in your own home no matter what however you like to do what you're going to do so do we have a right to tell people how to eat what to do things like that i think we have a right to tell them they have a right to turn off their tv or not read the internet or go on online and look these things up it's their choice whether or not they want to do it but the information should be out there saying that this is either good or not good. Mm -hmm. And you can take that information 
how you want mm -hmm. or not at all. Mm -hmm. But it should be out there. The important and truthful information should be out there. Don't you think it's out there? People yes, just I do. don't care. Yes. They're still doing what they're going to do. That's exactly. my point. Um, you can't tell people what to do. And that's where I feel like a lot of us tend to tell people, oh, these are the health risks and you shouldn't do it. But at the end of the day, they're going to do what they're going to do. And I know Sean and I have talked about this uh, quite a bit that, um, you know, the food industry in this country definitely is not helping, right? Um, yeah. So I'm going to clarify. We, the three of us, don't have a right to tell other people what to do society True. at large i absolutely believe they have a right to tell society what to do um and i think there's a huge problem from a health perspective because if you look at society american society um food is a big part of that society and culturally you cannot get away with it if you turn on the tv Every other ad is promoting some type of food. If you're driving by on the highway, um, over every single mile, there's probably at least two or three ads for uh, some type of fast food joint. Yeah. You can't walk into an airport without seeing a Starbucks every 10 feet. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is so much of it and we're bombarded by it. Yeah. So, you know subconsciously even you know to robin's point while there is information out there there's only so much you can do to promote and control yourself and in america we do not have good food everything is highly refined mm -hmm. everything is very processed and there's a reason for that because you know it keeps things it keeps things longer um it, it keep, keeps things um you know it keeps it fresh for a longer period of time, but these are having detrimental effects to our body. And that's why all of this is linked back to obesity because our bodies today cannot mm -hmm. process food. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of things like intermittent fasting right now, um, as well as like keto and all these other things trying to combat uh, obesity. But obesity itself is the epidemic. Yeah. And, um, kind of going back to whether or not uh the magazine should be promoting it to, to robin's point i think it's a danger for any magazine to promote someone who is obese because i think it reinforces a negative lifestyle well um, go ahead all right i just like that one thing you said that the magazine should not be promoting an obese lifestyle I would a like, negative lifestyle. Negative lifestyle, yes. And okay. that's what I think you should be saying specifically because a negative lifestyle could be obese or it could be very anorexic in the same way. Yes. And so that, that should be the main goal is not promoting a unhealthy lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I bef uh, before we move on to the second part, which is body image, because I really want to get to body image to talk about the magazine. Um, but I'm not going to get off topic because that's not good. And excuse my lip stain on my coffee cup. That's going to happen every time um, <laughs> in case you guys see it on the white coffee cup. I have a coworker who, um, you know, has tried to go vegetarian, um, you know, sometimes vegan. And before they became vegetarian, when they would eat meat, they would go to like the farmer's market and um, try to get like as organic as they can, right? But here's the thing, like they have two kids and your income can only sustain so much. And so I feel like 
he was saying it was getting expensive, you know, yes. um, to really shop for really high quality food. And that really is reality for Americans because they can't afford it. A lot of Americans can't afford it. Like we're fortunate enough that we can go out and buy quality food, but there are people that have like a few kids and they work blue collar jobs and they're working their butts off and they don't have time either. So you have to look at it from their perspective as well. It's not so easy to go out and get high quality food and they just, you know, go to a McDonald's or a Wendy's and feed their families. Oh, I can so get on my soapbox right now. How, how far do you want me to take this? Go for it. Well, yeah. Go All right. Ahead. All right. So number one, <laughs> yes, absolutely agree. Again, it goes back to food, right? So yeah. from a food perspective, if you look at fresh produce, if you look at just walk down the grocery aisle, you have any typical grocery that you have out there about a quarter to maybe like 15% of it is dedicated to fresh produce. And then the rest of it, you know, another fi- another 15 to 25 or t- yeah, 15% is dedicated to like fresh meats or whatever it is. Everything else in that grocery store is processed. I know. So on a best case scenario, 40% of any grocery store mm-hmm. is what I call fresh food, uncooked, um, that, that you can have. And the remaining 60% is all processed foods. Yeah. So... And the reason, I mean, the prices are what they are, but in this country, that is where the system is failing us because we're not promoting farmers. We're not promoting, we're not promoting, uh, sustainable growth. And we're having, we have the outcome of this huge obesity crisis because it's so much cheaper and so much more profitable for these large food companies to make processed foods that stay on the shelf for a year, 10 years, 15 years, Mm -hmm. than it is to grow a fresh tomato, than it is to grow fresh vegetables or whatever it may be, fresh fruits and vegetables. And because of that, like that is where the system is failing us. You go to other countries, you go to places, places in Europe or other developed nations, they subsidize the cost of this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, over here, we just got out, we just bought, bought, bought some lemons. It was a mm-hmm. dollar per lemon, mm-hmm. a fresh lemon. Whereas you can buy a whole thing of lemon juice, mm-hmm. which is processed, and it's 50 cents. Mm-hmm. Why does a whole lemon cost me more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can actually get to you on that. Um, we only let, we only buy pretty fruit. So that lemon juice that you bought, it was probably an ugly lemon. Let's say half of it has gone bad. So they took the half lemon, squeezed it up, put it in the thing, and they're using the rest of it. So that's why. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen an ugly lemon? Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. No. no, but how do they get the juice out without... They, they cut half of it off. They take the other half. They squeeze the juice in. In fact, they might actually just take the whole thing and Wait, just and put it in sell, there. Wait, and then they sell it? I mean, okay. So if you're going to be making juice, orange juice, what they do is... They take uh-huh. the orange, uh-huh. many of them, squeeze them all together. Yeah. Then you have regular orange juice. Uh-huh. But then they take the oxygen out to make it last longer. Because oh, yeah, if you yeah. go to the grocery store and get the, what, Target, no, let's go with Harris Teeter brand mm-hmm. orange juice, the stuff that tastes like weird orange yeah. juice, that'll only last about three or four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tropicana lasts mm-hmm. a month or two because it's been processed. 
Yeah, everything is processed. Yeah. And they're like 100% juice. What does that mean? Yeah, it's from I mean, that's, that's, that's just else. marketing and labeling. Yeah, it's yeah, just so marketing. It's false marketing. There's also artificial flavors in there too, so, which yeah. is what your, why your orange juice always tastes yeah. exactly the same. So, so I think, you know, the number one, in, in my mind, the number one link to obesity is not uh, what, it, 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 it's, it's not really self-control. Yeah. or what people eat i'd say it's how people eat because it comes back to food and everything that is readily available to people is unhealthy processed foods and if we make the shift to your point about making things a little bit more affordable mm-hmm. then i think you would you will see people becoming healthier and and we can look at you know our larger community here nearby those that are a little bit more affluent they tend to buy higher quality foods. They tend to have better, more active, healthier lifestyles, and they're much more food conscious. And for many Americans, they are not afforded that same same ability. They're not. And so it's treated as a luxury, not as a necessity. Yeah, it is. It is a luxury. It's like bougie to, you know, be able to buy higher quality foods. It's like you're at a different status, but there's a lot of Americans that they just cannot afford it and it mm-hmm. is more way more expensive to buy healthier food it's almost like they're punishing us for being healthier and they want to keep us unhealthy you know and there's i feel like even a market for that like you uh you know are you give society the unhealthy food and then you start marketing off of it like eat healthier lose weight like they both like i feel like both industries go together i think food industry the fitness industry the health slash pharmaceutical industry yeah all three of them is a self-fulfilling cycle because you have bad food in front of you i agree and then you're bombarded by these ads to look thin, do this to be fit, to be fit, buy the buy buy this equipment, try this video, whatever yeah. it may be. You go to your doctor, and you know doctor's gonna say, "Oh well, the you know re- change the way you're eating." Yeah. Um, but you may have high, you know high cholesterol, you may have high blood pressure, you may have you may have diabetes, so they're gonna give you med- medication for yeah. that. And so you're gonna and you're gonna be cycle. on that med- medication. And so it's an endless cycle, it's yep. an endless feedback loop that they all profit from each other. Yeah, they do profit from each other. I really do feel that way. Um, I'm gonna move on to body image. If you guys are cool with that, sure. okay, cool. Um, so the issue that I have with the Tess Holiday magazine cover is that you guys are saying she did it for a health perspective from a like you know they're trying to promote obesity or whatever i think it's body positivity because there's a lot of men and women that can relate to her they're in that situation and like you just said and rightfully so that all these um ads and magazines are promoting being super skinny healthy that makes you sexy that makes you attractive but there are people that are in her situation that feel really bad about themselves when they see those things so it makes them happy momentarily to see someone that looks like them that represents them and so when you have other people pushing her down for being a model she's a model she's beautiful uh being on a magazine cover when people that look the opposite of her are praised 
They're skinny. They're 90 pounds. They're praised for being on the same cover. I just find that so unfair. Like we are not having that topic of conversation because that's the norm. Can we can we break body positivity into two parts? Sure. Let's talk about body image as one. Uh-huh. And then let's talk about um, the magazine or the promotion as another. Okay. So let's so. talk about let's talk about uh, body positivity and being body shamed. Because I think that those are two okay. different okay. things. So, so go ahead. Actually go ahead, Robin. Okay. Um so I mean they they put her on the cover and I'm sure one of the points was to get someone different on the cover so that they could um, show that, you know... Versatility, yeah. diversity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the um, things they're going for. Other ones to show that, you know, the industry is changing and that, um, you know, there are other, are other people out there other than stick figure people. Yeah. And so I have no problem with that. But there's also a limit to how far you can take that. I mean, you can show healthy people and i'm fine with that but who says she's not healthy i would assume doctors i mean yeah but she could be some people have um medical issues like family and she could be much healthier than someone who looks like a normal average person certainly a possibility um that's just based on her looks but Based on the reports, and I want to move away from te- from Tess Holiday and go back to just body health. Yeah. But you know, based on just clinical figures, height, weight, BMI, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, there's something called clinical obesity. And so, based on just those factors, yes, clinically obese. Um, and I think from a bo- body positivity or body image perspective. Listen, everyone has a right to do and look the way however they feel. Absolutely. I think, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't think you can go into extremes. I don't I don't think magazines should be promoting people who are super thin, um, anorexic. At the same time, I don't think magazines should be featuring people who are very big and obese. Um, because yeah. I think it's both sides. For the longest time, um, children have been plagued by seeing supermodels out there and that is an unhealthy and unnatural state of being i mean these are people which leads like bulimia anorexia things like that. yeah and and so i don't think that type of body image is healthy either but i think you know what it is is that at the end of the day um i'm sorry i'm kind of taking this towards more towards promotion um at the end of the day magazines are to sell you know so yeah. they're there to sell sell covers or mag or you know they're their magazines. So they the extreme the extremes are what sell. You know you want someone who is super thin, super fit, super sexy that sells, or you want someone who's super big, um, attractive, different, and that and that sells. Extremism, yeah. So you know if you're just normal, they're not going to be able to sell sell the magazine. It's just mm-hmm. like well, that's just someone that I see every single day. So yeah. that's what that's why they propagate that. Mm-hmm. And I think as an as an industry. I think that's where there's there's some issues there. I think again, going kind of coming back to body image, it's like everyone has the right to have the body type, the mm-hmm. body image that they feel most comfortable with. Yeah. Um, so whatever you're comfortable with, that's what you should be. Yeah. Um, so there's always going to be body hate, like body, you know, body shaming. Like we live in such a society where you have um, someone who's obese and 
uh, they'll say something negative about that person. You'll have someone who's super skinny. Then you have another uh, group of people that say something really mm-hmm. nasty to them. And then you have like the Kardashians who they have like, you know, even though a lot of stuff is plastic, they're not promoting either. They're not obese. They're not skinny. They're like very much, um, you know, like they have the curves going on. And they'll say something about that too. My point is that body shaming is a real thing. And I think that we, in a way, should mind our own business because it's become like cyberbullying. Absolutely. It's become really ridiculous because people, I feel like it's become a norm and it makes them feel better about themselves somehow. Like, I don't know how it does that, but by body shaming somebody else, they feel better about themselves. Uh, I mean, I, I've been body shamed, but I Me too. I really don't give a shit. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm a bigger guy. Yeah. I like being a bigger guy. Yeah. And I and I have enough confidence in my in my abilities. My image does not define me. Mm-hmm. It's part of me, but it does not define me. You're, yes. I mean, you're strong, but not everybody is like that. And I think it's so unfair to body shame and bully people just to make ourselves feel better i don't think that's something I, I, we should do. I, I agree with you there yeah yeah i mean that's that's the problem with the internet though mm-hmm. it's, it's very easy to be anonymous on the internet and say whatever you want yeah there are no consequences for saying that either yeah so it's if you're going to put yourself out there it's something you're definitely going to have to deal with mm-hmm. and even if you're not putting it out there it's still going to happen yeah it's but just... then why wouldn't why if like say like how sean said like he has no issue and has has no issue with her confidence in her own body why why shouldn't she put herself out there if she wants she can do whatever she wants to do and she's a model guys like this is her profession this is her bread and butter she's not just like out there just social meeting around like she makes really good money from being a model this is her job and and i get that i get you know she's she's the model and the the Cosmos article itself is actually really good because yeah. it's a very positive article. It's about body positivity and her life. Um, like and she's been through a lot. And it kind of goes back to it's like you know your body image is your image, and if you're comfortable in your own skin, you're comfortable in your own skin. I think. I think where Robin and I are taking it is that yeah. it's the promotion of that image. Yeah. And that's where we have some concerns there. And where I'm coming from is that you should let people live their lives. And even though I do believe that uh, obesity and being anorexic are epidemics and they're not good for you, I just feel like you can't tell anybody what to do. It is their life. And I know as a society, we want to promote being healthier. Like I'm all about that. You guys know that. But that's for me. That's a right lifestyle for me. How do I tell someone else what to do? And they should be proud to be who they are right well i mean and what they look like that's that's kind of the hard part being proud of who you are and what you look like that's something that someone has to wrestle with too and that's also part of you know body positive body Mm -hmm. image stuff like that and this is just something again you have to take in the information that's out there and figure out what's best for you yeah and i think that's some a part that some people find very hard yeah so i guess we'll end up with that you guys have anything else to add no, thank you. Robin? No, that's that's about it. Good Only spend. message I'll give is be nicer to people, be kinder, live your own life, and um, don't worry about other people unless they ask you for, you know, your opinion. That's my uh, message. Be strong, be positive, 
be you. Don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, I'm supposed to say that every time. I've been told by Sean, you need to say, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye, guys.